Welcome to Guest of the Year. I'm the host. My name is Mike. Today, we've got six deadheads from around the country competing for a $50 gift card to REI and a spot in next week's show. Here's how the game works. We'll play the first part of a Grateful Dead live track, and each contestant will use the messaging system to silently guess which year their performance is from. Contestants, who are all on video to prevent any possibility of cheating, can submit their guesses at any time during the clip or in the 10 seconds after it concludes. Whoever is furthest from the correct year is eliminated. The last two deadheads standing will have a best of three series to determine a winner. We've got our two-time returning champion Luke here with us, and we'll meet the rest of the deadheads in a moment. But first, let's hear the first song. Without further ado, The Grateful Dead. The guesses are in. It was Sugary at the San Diego Sports Arena on November 14th, 1973. Lyricist Robert Hunter imagined the song as being addressed to a pimp. So there you have it. Our returning champion is the only one who got it correct. He guessed 1973. Luke, what'd you hear? Um, you know, I heard that 1973, like the phase canceling microphones, they have kind of more of that, like, uh, they almost kind of have like a high gain on them in those years. That was the main thing that stood out to me. But I, I kind of had trouble for a long time pinpointing if it was, you know, 72, 73, 74. Kind of has that dusty sort of cowboy sound they still have carried over from 72 to 73. So just guess 73. Well, Luke continues the run. You're on to the next round. And Luke, once again, is 31. He's from Elliott, Maine. Franz is 25. He's from Arcata, California. Franz, you guessed 72, along with uh, Stoke, Oklahoma, and Will. But we'll start with you, Franz. What'd you hear there? Uh, I heard kind of, you know, Garcia sounded really sharp, um, still pretty fresh. Um, his guitar tone was pretty punchy and single drummer. So, I, you know, kind of going back and forth between 72, 73, and I went a little earlier just because of that kind of punchy voice. Cool. And how'd you get into the dead? Uh, my dad was a big deadhead. He started going to shows kind of in the mid seventies. Um, so I kind of got into it through that, but growing up, he, you know, after, after Garcia passed, he was pretty, 
torn up about it and didn't listen to the music for a long time. Um, but then kind of in high school into college, I've really found it on my own. And then me and him started going to shows together and it's been, it's been great. <laughs> Franz, thanks so much for being here. And you're yeah, on the next course. round. Stoke, Oklahoma, who's going by his Instagram handle, which everyone is allowed to do. He's, he's a trailblazer, but everyone can do that or nickname or whatever. He is 33 and he's from Oklahoma City, thus the name. Stoke, what did you hear there? Well, to be clear, I don't necessarily like want to go by an internet name, but it just has stuck in my life of like having a funny in, in internet name. Um, but man, I, I agree with what Franz said. Really, it was just kind of punchy is a lot better word than what was coming to mind for me. It was clear. It was really sharp. Um, I, I really thought it was 72, but I'm just going off a of gut on all this shit. And uh, my gut was wrong. Your gut was not far off. How did you get into the dead? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, me and my brother used to just smoke weed and send files back and forth that we download. And he sent me like a couple dead things that he had. And honestly, I, I fucking deleted everything except New Speedway Boogie. That was like the only song that I kept. Like I'd go through. It didn't matter who it was. I'd like listen to the whole whatever album and like only keep the songs on my iTunes that I liked. And so, like, I only had that track for, dude, probably, like, 20 years. And then uh, just randomly, a buddy that I used to ride motorcycles with kind of turned me on and kind of brought it back into my lexicon in, the tw in my 20s. And then I think I'm, I'm my wife really, uh, when I walked into her apartment, had a dead tapestry, and I was like, oh cool. You like the Grateful Dead? All right. And she just would always like jam this, this greatest hit CD. I don't remember which one it was, but would always jam it. And, um, my buddy Jack, who turned me on to this, he was just like the only person I knew that I could talk to that I could be like, what is this? Like, what is this whole thing? I don't know anything about. And I knew he was ahead and it just like spiraled from there. And now I've gotten on the bus and I can't get off. Cool, Stoklahoma. Thank you for being here. Will is 22 and he's from New Jersey. Will, you guessed 1972. Why did you guess 72? You know, my gut was really telling me 73, but for some reason I was just like, this sounds a little sounds a little young. And I feel like, I think 72 or end of 71 is when they first played this song. So I was just like, mm, 72 sounds, sounds about right. But we were close, close enough. And what's your dead origin story? Um, my dad also big deadhead in the eighties, big Brent fan went to like a hundred shows or something. So I've always, uh, basically grew up listening to it. I have like a vivid memory of listening to Picasso moon in the car when I was like five years old <laughs> and, uh, right. And, um, yeah, so it's just been ever since. Picasso moon. What a, what a great, right. <laughs> Um, wow, that's great. Jared, you guessed 1974. Jared's 50, he's from Centennial. Jared, why'd you guess 74? Um, kind of along the lines of what Franz said, Jerry's cigarette voice hadn't caught up with him. Um, I was actually thinking a little bit earlier, but I'm like, I don't know. I don't know the microphone sound like Luke was saying, but the uh, keyboard was sounding more relaxed. So I was like, ah, oh, it's probably Keith fitting in a little bit more. 
So I th picked it a little bit later in 73. At first, instantly, it was 72 is what I was thinking. But 74. Cool. Good, good insight. William, you are 59 and you're from Cincinnati, Ohio. You guessed 1976. I'm so sorry. The, you are the recording to me sounded like it was coming through a traffic cone. With my, I was listening to it to a cell phone, oh. and it sounded weird. The guitar sounded like that metal thing he was using in the seventies, like, like in the. It sounded to me like it was coming from the summer of '76, but I wasn't really getting a full sound coming through the cell phone speaker. So, I'm but, sorry. You know, that's oh, no worries. Uh, no, that's no, all right. Well, there. tell us, tell us about um, your experience with the dead. Well, uh, the bus came out and I got on, bro. I got the first show was 85 at Riverbend in Cincinnati. And uh, if you hear that show, listen to that show sometime, smoke some weed, obviously. But if you listen to that show and you go, wow, that was that dude's first show, you'll understand why I got on the bus. I mean, then it was it just, I mean, it's been almost 40 fucking years, man. And I still, I've got 76 dead shows in the cell phone. I've got 119,000 gig hard drive with 76 black dead shows. Just, just dead shows. I got a bunch of other stuff, but I've got like all kinds of crazy shit. That's just my, my, my kid at one point in time when she was young, this has been 20 years ago. She's like, don't they ever sing? <laughs> like, you know, they can remember the words half the time anyway. So I bother, <laughs> but it was, you know, it just, dude, I would quit jobs to go see the dead. I mean, in the eighties, I was making three fifty an hour working in a fucking restaurant, you know, making 125 bucks a week. You know, I'm like, fuck it. You know, the dead, if the dead was in 300 miles, I was on the road. I was going to get there, you know, by hook or crook. I was getting there. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, more than once. Hey, uh, I'm going to the dead in Noblesville. I might not be here tomorrow. You know, it wasn't a big deal to me because it was 350 an hour. And I could just go right down the street and get another job making that shit. So, I, you know, it just, I would just, you know, fucked off to see the dead whenever I could. It was, it was always, it was, it got, to, it was fun all the way up till right after Brent died. And, it, got to, it kind of got to be a chore in the 90s, and I just kind of bailed out there towards the end. Of course, I was locked up in 94. And he, Jerry died right after I got out in 95. And it's been, like I said, almost 40 years. And I, I told him, you know, I'll never stop listening to The Grateful Dead. I mean, you know, it, it actually, I've actually burnt friends out on it. You know, I mean, dude, like, can't listen to that band. I'm like, dude, I'm, you, you hang around with me. You're going to hear The Grateful Dead, and you're going to smell weed. I mean, there's just two things about me you don't have to know. And, you know and, oh, yeah. Why? Why? So when you were uh, when you were in, when you were locked up there, was it um, was it tough to not be able to listen to the dead, or did you find ways? Well, to Well, honestly, it was cool that there was a local radio station that had a that would play Grateful Dead songs on Sunday or Saturday night or whatever. It was just all album stuff, and I met a few great deadheads, but you know, it, it was short bits. I was in for six months. And got out, violated, went back in, did another six months and killed my paper, which is a square deal for me any day of the week. But, you know, you, you just learn to live without it, you know. You just have to acclimate when you're locked up. There's nothing you can do. You either acclimate or you go crazy, you know. I'm up there, man. I'm up, my time was too short. I went already Plus, it was federal prison anyway. It was the cakewalk. I had a putt-putt golf course in Terre Haute. <laughs> oh, nice. And, and why did it become yeah. a chore in the 90s to go to the shows? It was just... just all the hassles with the people, too many fucking people, you know, I mean, you know, then the shit in 95, I'm glad I was locked up for all that nonsense. I mean, it just got, you was in the lot all fucking day in a fucking goddamn blacktop parking lot. You know, you're in there at noon by seven o'clock, you know, you've been out in this hot fucking lot all day, you're baked to the bones, probably tripping on acid or mushrooms or whatever the fuck 
made you happy. You know, it just, after a while, you just like, fuck, you know? And it just, after, I didn't see anything after 90. The last three shows I saw were uh, Richfield 93 in September of 93. And, you know, and they actually played Here Comes Sunshine, that, that run. And it took me four minutes to fucking figure out what the hell they were playing. I'm like, whoa, shit, where the hell did this come from? You know, that was one good thing I could say about Vince. I wasn't a fan of his playing with the band, but he got a lot of that shit that they started playing in the late 90s. And in the 90s, they started playing a lot of shit they hadn't played in 20 years. And then he brought it up. Thank you, William. Um, everyone right. else is on good luck the next on your round. podcast, bro. Oh, thanks, William. Appreciate it, man. All right, everyone else is on to the next round. Let's play the song. guesses are in it was terrapin station at the oakland alameda county coliseum on december 15th 1986 the dead played the song 303 times including at their soldier field reunion in 1995 franz you're the only one that got it exactly 1986 great work how'd you guess it um i kind of went off of the like recording quality there's kind of a weird gap between i think it's like 84 to 87 where um the, the recordings like the soundboards just like aren't super stellar and i don't know if you used one of those or not it could have been an audience tape uh, but you know garcia's voice sounds a little beat up but not like totally fried and as you get a little bit past like 87 that recording quality even like later on into the 90s gets really good hey nice plan yeah it's a random year jared you were next closest 1985 i really i was kind of a similar with Franz, where it was between 82 and 87. I just kind of picked in the middle. 85 tended to be a little bit of a faster year, so I went with ADE. I mean, uh, 84 tended to be, a, and 85 were a fast year, and I thought it was slower, so I was going to go 86, but I just went 85 right in the middle. Well played, playing the game. Stoklahoma, you were next closest in 1983. Anything you want to add to those explanations? Um, I sounded kind of twinkly, Brent. Um, I didn't, I thought it was maybe like, right. I, I, I really thought maybe 84, um, Jerry's voice, all due respect to the King was, uh, it sounded like, you know, possibly pre coma right before, but 
I didn't want, I didn't think it was that. So I was like, man, 80, maybe it's 83, maybe a little bit earlier. I don't know. Really just kind of sent it and whiffed, but whatever. Well, you're on to the next round. Okay. Luke and Will were both four years off. So you guys both move on the next round. Luke, you guessed 1982. I guess this is probably the farthest you've been off on your run so far. Why 82? Yeah. Um, just kind of far off on this one. I just thought it was more of a earlier eighties rendition of the tune. You guys kind of focused on Brent's twinkly keys, but, uh, yeah, man, you guys might've, that was your shot to get Luke, man. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. I don't know. Um, all right. Will, you guys 1990. Why 90? No, I got saved there. Um, I don't know. <laughs> It did sound like retrospectively, it does sound fast, but I was just focusing on Jerry's vocal and did not sound great, but it didn't like it's, but I still heard Brennan there. So I was like, okay, maybe it's a 90. Your reasoning is very sound. Okay. Everyone's on to the next round. Play the next song. I was The guesses are in. It was New Minglewood Blues in Hartford, Connecticut on May 28, 1977. This was the final stop of the spring 1977 East Coast Tour, where The Dead played 26 shows in just over a month. Three people got 77 correctly. I'll go, I'll go to Jared, because Jared got May 77 even. Did you recognize the show? <laughs> um, not exactly, but there's just that whole month of May. And they have this unique sound. Phil's always doing these slides on the bass. It was just within three notes. I was like, oh, that's May of 77. It's just such a unique, unbelievable. It's the best month that they ever did. Mm -hmm. Just in my opinion, May of 77 was their best run ever. So anything from that month, I'm just going to go, yep, that's that. 
And you think part of that's because you feel doing some specific bass stuff? No, it's a whole sound. It was their tightness. It's just, there's just a feel that comes with anyone. It doesn't matter if you put on Cornell, if you put on Buffalo, it doesn't matter. They just, there's just this sound. Throw on something from 78, similar set list, something from 77 in, in May, and you'll be like, oh, that's 77. That's the May 77. It's just, I don't know if they were using different speakers, what it was. There's just this power to it that's just amazing. Uh, you were one of three people who got it exactly. Franz and Will also did. Luke, you got 1978. You're on to the next round. Stoklahoma, 79. You unfortunately are eliminated. I'm so sorry. Talk to us. Man, I I should have fucking known that because you're right, dude. May of 77 was hot. Fucking hot. I <laughs> uh, just like, dude, it sounded like a, I knew it was 70s. Sounded like a big arena, but oh, man, it sounded quick, like maybe going into the eighties, but yeah, in retrospect, it, that was exactly when it was. It was hot. It was a hot time. Damn, this shit was fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we've got Franz, Will, Luke, and Jared competing for two spots in the finals. Let's play the next song. song was keep your day job at the oakland auditorium on december 26th 1982 that was kyle's pick of the week kind of a deep cut there the song was performed 57 times between 82 and 86 many deadheads astutely recognized the song was making fun of them for leaving the workforce to follow the band in his book robert hunter said this song was dropped from the grateful dead repertoire at the request of the fans will you guessed 1983 and you were closest did you recognize that song? Do you know that song? What did you hear? I think I might have heard it once or twice, but I can't say like I'm really too familiar with it. But it just felt like fast. And 
I, I'm like, when I think of fast, I think of that early mid eighties, but I was like, you're going to throw another mid eighties show at us. But I was like, take a swing. And yeah. So 83. So just based on the speed. Basically. I mean, I heard Brent on those like jangly sounding keys and it just sounded fast. And like, that's the cocaine, uh, cocaine dead air as those mid eighties. Good job. You're on the next round. Luke, your next closest to 84. Anything you want to add? Uh, I, I just like to add that I, I kind of love that this song's like Joel, uh, like uh, Jerry trolling the heads a little bit. But um, yeah, I kind of agree with what Will said. I thought it was sort of mid 80s dead. So I guess I was kind of off in that regard. Um, a couple years off there. Will, you're on to the next round. Jared, 85. You are also on the next round. Why 85? The speed of the song, there was a, it was such a limited run. I'm also one of those deadheads that was not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping someone would be able to give us some context. Why, why were you not a fan? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just a stupid song. <laughs> There's not very many that I'm like, oh, okay, come on, man. Don't play this one at my shows, you know. Luckily, they never played it. I, went, I started seeing them in 87, so I never had a, a day job show. <laughs> Do you mean stupid lyrically or sonically or both? Both the lyric it, it didn't it didn't fit anything. It wasn't like a hey pocky way upbeat. It was like a what the hell is this? You know, it wasn't it just didn't seem to fit the repertoire in any way lyrically, musically, length, there was no jam, you know, it was just an upbeat what is this, you know. Yeah, it just didn't seem to fit in the crowds half the crowd would be like woo and bouncing really high energy. And the other half would be like, what the hell are they doing? Franz, you guessed 1988 and you're unfortunately eliminated. Why 88? You know, I'm, I'm a chronic day job skipper. I'm never <laughs> like, if I'm listening to a show and it comes up, I'm almost always going to pass on it. So, you know, just didn't have my homework there. I went too late. Wow. Uh, the skipping coming back to bite you years later. Uh, why? Uh, so you obviously weren't offended because you weren't touring with the dead. So why did you skip it? I mean, kind of same thing. Um, like Jared was saying, it's just not, it doesn't, doesn't do it for me. Like there's no jam. The lyrics are kind of whatever, I, I, you know, if I'm, if I'm have my phone in my hand and it comes on, I'm going to skip it. Otherwise it's, it's not going to kill me. <laughs> well, thank you so much for playing. Yeah. Thank you. All right, we're down to Will, Luke, and Jared competing for two spots in the best of three series. Let's play the next song. Yeah. 
song is Good Lovin' at the Spectrum in Philadelphia on November 6th, 1979. The song made its debut in 1966, returned in 69, and was played every year thereafter except for 73 and 75. Jared, you're closest in 1981. Seemed like you were racking your brain there and then you kind of pulled it off. What did uh, what'd you hear? Uh, that one really could have been anything, especially when Jerry started singing. I thought it was early, like 79 to 83 but then when jerry's voice came in and it sounded really raspy like the cigarette jerry i was like holy crap i'm totally at a loss so i purely guessed guess with the sound of the instruments yeah the hammond organ that well you're on to the next round luke you guessed 1987 and will you guessed 1989 luke you're closer of the two you're on to the finals luke wow what'd you hear I'm just like, uh, I'm having a, a confusing time with a lot of these tonight. So I, I feel very off on a lot of these. I thought they were playing like in a state, like starting to play like their stadium shows, like uh, football sort of stadium shows and like 87 sort of sound. Um, kind of good loving sort of throughout, you know, from 79 throughout the 80s kind of has that same sonic quality where, you know, Brent's going to be on the organ. So yeah, it just threw me off. Well, you're on to the finals for the third time. Uh, Will, you were only two years off the pace. You're eliminated. I'm sorry. Why 89? Yeah, I, it's kind of a similar reason. So Luke said it did sound like kind of that big, big show energy. And when I heard Jerry on the background vocals again, it sounded old. So I was like, I feel like I associate good loving with like 89, 90. So like that was my throw. But yeah, that, that definitely threw me. Also, Bob's voice is just sometimes not very helpful in pinpointing years. That's why it was a tricky one. That one was kind of fucked up, I will say. I was kind of saying <laughs> that was my back pocket. I was like, yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good one. I'm happy to go out on that one. Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Good luck, guys. Thanks, Will. All right. Jared and Luke are doing a best of three series. Jared looking to prevent Luke from three-peating. Let's play. Oh, 
All right, the guesses are in. It was Picasso Moon at the LA Coliseum on June 1st, 1991. A track on Built to Last, Picasso Moon was performed 77 times between 89 and 95. Jared and Luke both got 91. Jared, you had a big grin on your face when that came on. What were you thinking and how'd you diagnose it? Oh, I was thinking about Will. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and him bringing it up earlier. And uh, yeah, I was actually playing it on the guitar earlier, even though it's not one of my favorites as well. I do like it because it's upbeat but uh yeah i swear the 91 and 92 shows everyone i went to the at least one of every single like on a three-day run one of those shows always had a picasso moon so i just picked 91 because they played it so much but that was for you will <laughs> and you were playing picasso moon on the guitar today yeah i learned it a few weeks ago just as a joke and i was like oh what was that but I, some of the chords that Bobby plays, like after the banana, he does this very strange A. And I was like, what was that note again? And I was, yeah. Luke, you guessed 91 correctly. Not a lot of hesitation there. Anything you want to add? Jared, I love that you were uh, playing Picasso Moon earlier. That's great. That's um, yeah, you know, it, the chaotic keyboard situation where you can hear it's Bruce and Vince, like there's like a lot going on there. It's like... Uh, dense and frantic sounding it's it's really cool actually yeah sounded like 91 was a little frantic all right no one gets the point it's still zero zero in the best of three series Jack Straw at Madison Square Garden in New York City on October 11th, 1983. 
Bobby originally sang every character in the song when it was first performed in October of 71. Jerry came in and sang the part of Shannon starting in May 72, which is the way Robert Hunter intended it. Luke, you guessed 83. You got it exactly. Very impressive. How'd you do that? Great pick with that Jack Straw. That's like so sick. Jerry's shredding. Phil's dropping bombs. It's great. Um, I, I recently, you know, got that MSG box set. So I've been listening to it a lot. Sounded kind of like, you know, one of those songs from it. So uh, just took a guess on 83. I didn't know it was MSG, but had that so, uh, 83 sound. Do you have a CD player? Um, yeah, it, you know, a five disc changer. You load up the three disc dead shows. You know what I mean? You just hang, you know, do what you got to do around the house. It's the best. And then the other, you know, couple put a little other surprise in there. Love CDs, though. I love cassettes as well, though. I got dead, you know, bootlegs, fish bootlegs, and then also records as well. I, I, multimedia collection. Love cool. it all. Cool. Very cool. I, it's cool to listen to, you know, the dead, uh, you know, on a CD, like, you know, official release, pristine soundboard recording. It's also great to look something up on archive, find a taper, you know, something Charlie Miller, maybe transferred. Love it all. Jared, you guessed 87. Why 87? I went a little bit later because the house strong Brent was singing and he tended to do that a little bit later with the dead. So that was my one deciding factor, right? When I heard him sing like with the full power of his voice, I'm like, oh, it sounds like a later 80s. So and I just stuck with 87 and listened to the song. <laughs> well, Luke, you're up 1-0 in the series. Jared needs the next one to tie it up. Luke needs the next one to the three-peat. the guesses are in it was black muddy river at the capitol center in landover maryland on september 12th 1987 black muddy river was performed as the first of two encores during the dead's final concert in 95 some claim jerry sang last muddy river at one point during the performance luke you guessed 1988 you were closer jared guessed 1994 congratulations you three-peated what'd you hear there I figured it was maybe near one of the years uh, in the dark was released, 87 or 88. Um, had that encore type of energy to it. 
didn't know too much other than that on the song. I mean, it could have been anything in the mid to later 80s to early 90s. So beautiful song. Great, great pick. Thanks. Yeah. Why? I mean, I guess I I was trying to trip you guys up there and more of towards where um, Jared Gesson, because I feel like that could have been 94 or 94. It could have been any time. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Why, I why mean, 88? I mean, there's it, like, why? so the only other way I can, the only way I can really describe it, I guess now three repeating is I've just, I, I know everybody listens to a lot of Grateful Dead, but I just feel like I listen to just so much like all the time. Like I've just gone years where it's like basically the only thing like I'll listen to mostly like 80%. And I just feel like there's intangibles about the different years when you're listening to them that you almost can't describe at certain times, but you just kind of like feel the vibe of those one, like two to three years around that time. Or maybe if you're lucky, you know, there's like an organ sound or a specific guitar sound that gives that year away, but something like black muddy river, it's just like classic, like, you know, later eighties dead, like playing a song, you know, I just felt that energy of an 87, 88. It's really hard to put, pinpoint exactly why uh so it, sometimes i feel like i you know don't give the best answer um, no no that's a these. great answer that's a great answer but um, i feel like also because you you pick ones that are you know they're tough to know the exact year so that also kind of at times makes it hard to answer because even on some of these where i'm guessing the year it, you know i'm surprised that i'm even guessing the right year you know so when you're listening to 80% dead, is there ever a time where you're like, fuck, I need to, I've listened to too much dead. I need to listen to another band or do you not really self like, yeah, I've probably, probably had like, then like a, you know, in that amount of time I've been listening to like take off a year or two, but I mostly oh, listened really? to, I, I probably listen to more fish now than, than dead. I ask that just because sometimes I'm like, I'll look like six hours of dead. I'm like, dude, I need to listen to like a modest mouse song or something. Like, yeah. Yeah, totally. I do. You know, for me with the dead, it's mostly, um, listening to jams less than songs i do kind of like you know i could get tired uh listening to too many of the same songs for me it's just like seeking out the jams you know the 10 plus minute jams the 20 plus minute jams the 30 minute jams like most of like my favorite part about a grateful dead concert is drum space uh, personally i like you know i'm into it for more of the heady aspects than you know, listening to a country rock tune, though I love those. And that's like the foundation of how I got into it. But I, I'm into the more free jazz aspect of it and like the experimentation. Okay. What, when you're listening to drum space, what are you multitasking? You're just sitting there with headphones on, just fucking zero I can, I drum can, space. I can give that my full attention easily. That's like so very interesting to me. I mean, especially the space segment and especially drum space once it's like Mickey with the beam using electronic drums. You know, I'm not necessarily interested in hearing like a tribal long drum pounding on the drums for a really long time, but when it can go to, you know, getting into the more 90s drums in space are some of my favorite ones because it's more like a meeting of electronic music and it's truly psychedelic in it, like a very 90s way, embracing the technology. I love the MIDI stuff that they use during that time. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. The, uh, 1989 Dark Star from the that Miami show. I think it's the last show, of the Fall Tour. That Dark Star, listen to that Dark Star. That's like my favorite Grateful Dead, you know, jam. It's just all like noise and MIDI craziness. It's great. Luke, congratulations! You are now the official greatest of all time guest the year player for now. But as of right now, you have eclipsed Kyle at two wins. You won three in a row. Congratulations. Jared, a valiant effort. You kind of guessed, you guessed 94 again. Um, 
even knowing it was 88 as I was, or 87 as I was listening to it, whatever the fuck it was, uh, 87 as I was listening to it, I still am like, this kind of sounds like 94. So you did yeah. a good job picking it. <laughs> the hardest thing I could, I, one point I thought I could hear Brent and then I'm like, wait, maybe that was just Bobby trying to sing high. It was, and I kept listening for when they went into the chorus together. Couldn't pick it. Luke, check out some 1974 Mind Left Body Jams. Oh, yeah. Awesome stuff. Louisville, Kentucky comes to mind if you want a certain one to pick out. Yeah, that Louisville 74 show and the the Weather Report suite that's like Mm -hmm. super jammed out. And then it. Oh, it's amazing. I think maybe it's Ned. Ned Lagan is like joining them on that jam because there's like definitely some of that synthesizer stuff. You know, the sea stones that they would do in between the sets. Sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like there's some definitely yeah. some synths on there, like not normal Keith stuff. It's really cool. Yeah, one of my favorite shows. Jared, thank you so much for coming on. Oh yeah, thanks for having me. That was fun, uh, Jared. Thanks, guys. Good meeting you. Good, I mean, Luke. Good. Uh, good luck. Go for a four peat, man. I guess I'll come back and so. again and challenge you. Cool. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. At me. Oh yeah, Jared. I think Scott had, or I'm sorry, Stokeholma had the right idea. Um, we gotta have a you know a consolation bracket at some point. Oh, uh, yeah, but yeah. yeah, Jared, you rule, man. That was really impressive. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, man. All right, subscribe to Guest the Year on Apple Podcasts and Spotify for show updates. Follow us at Guest the Year Show on Instagram. That's also where the concert posters or the episode posters are. We post them every Monday. It's really good artist Dylan uh, makes them, and you can follow him at Thirty Thousand Feet on Instagram. And if you want to be a contestant on the show, sponsor the show, or make comments, ask questions, email us at guesstheyearshow at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. For the fun facts, I relied heavily on Dead.net, Dead Disc, and Grateful Dead of the Day. And their commenters, thank you very much to all of them. Thanks to the amazing tapers whose recordings made the show possible. Congratulations to our three-time champion, Luke. And to our other contestants, thank you for playing. And remember, it's all one song anyways. Good night. Good night. Good night, good night, good night.